Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Leticia Niago, the 2021 Vice President of Learning for the Metro DC chapter of the Association for Talent Development. And I'm Christina Eanes, the 2021 Director of Virtual Programs. Hey, everybody. I'm Stephanie Hubka, the Vice President of Finance. We also have Helena Hodges, Director of Technology and Operations, as our producer. For today's episode, we are interviewing Linda Swindling, negotiation expert, speaker, author, trainer, and facilitator. Welcome, Linda. Hi, thank you. Before we jump into our topic of negotiation strategies that can positively stop org drama, please share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, well, I am an author and certified speaking professional. You've already said that. I'm a recovering attorney, recovering employment law attorney, and I'm a mother of two. And for the past two decades, I've really been equipping leaders and high potentials practical negotiation strategies that can help them get what they really want. And that's the key, what you, what they really want, not what we're given. Wow, that already sounds super interesting. Let's tap into your expertise for our listeners, which is negotiation strategies that can positively stop work drama. First, Linda, now that you've talked a little bit about yourself, I find your professional background incredibly interesting. Can you share with us what drew you to focusing on this particular field of negotiation in the first place? Certainly. When I was an attorney and practicing employment law and later as a mediator, I was very frustrated. And I was frustrated by the people that would come to my office. They would be fighting about something and I'd eventually clue in, oh, they're saying the same thing. They're just saying something in a different way. And it was frustrating because you would see all these relationships that could have really developed and blossomed and grown companies. And they were destroyed because people didn't know how to negotiate with each other, to talk well with each other. I was very surprised when I went to mediation training and the people there were using techniques and trying to use techniques that I'd just been doing as an attorney. And later I found out that some of the things that I was doing in negotiations when I went to that Harvard program on negotiations at MIT, Harvard program that they run, that was something I had always done. So probably the lesson for me was what many of you and many of your listeners have heard and thought about is you might be good at something that other people value and you may not even know it. I love that. That is so true. And so one of the reasons that we actually invited you to share your wisdom and tactics on our program is the amazing article that you wrote in the TD magazine on negotiation strategies. Do you mind sharing with us what are some of the different or most common complainant types that we sometimes encounter in the workplace? Yes, absolutely. We did research and we had over a thousand participants 
uh, write in. And what is so amazing is what bothers me, what a personality trait is that bothers me may not bother you. And what bothers someone else, I may be fine with. And when we really started looking at the research, the names and the the descriptions that people came up with were almost funny, almost and then surprising. The first, you know, whiny and children and, oh, yeah, they, they're bratty. You, you kind of get that, right? Yeah. But then they said things like they're very toxic. They are divas. They were time wasters. They're martyrs, interrupters. They're broken. And then they some some other words that I hadn't planned on. Micromanagers, <laughs> right? Um, they said they are complicated. They're moody. And then here's here's a couple that really, really shocked me. They're toxic and they're dangerous. And all of a sudden, the What Bothers Linda book <laughs> ended up being, how are we all bothered? What, what negative behaviors are coming out and what types are they? So that brings me um, to, you know, my five types that we went through. And these will sound very familiar because they're, you know, what, what for, for instance, Leticia, what uh, assessment have you taken before? Oh, Myers-Briggs, DISCs, um, 16 personalities, a bunch of them. And so in most of those, those are, you know, the positive characteristics. We look at the positive side, but we forget sometimes about the stress side. And so these five types line up nicely with four, the quadrant four um, that we've seen with DISC or Myers-Briggs or CORMAP or colors. And then there's one outlier. So the four that are pretty common are whiners, complicators, prima donnas or prima dons, and controllers. And the outliers are the ones that are very manipulative. There's about one in 20, according to statistics, that are just toxic. And I love one of the words that somebody wrote in. They said they're just wackadoodles. You just can't (laughs) plan around them. Don't you love that? So what we found was the negative came up more and more and more depending on how stressed you were or maybe what you were used to. Maybe this was the way you got what you really wanted was by acting in this negative way. Wow. Yes. Um, We have all had some interaction in some kind of um, organizations where we work, where we've seen some of that. Now, what would you recommend are some of the best way to deal with each of these main types in order for us to have as much of a positive work experience as possible when we have no choice but to deal with them at work? Now, that's a great question. So, one thing I've done, and, and I designed this for listeners like yours, I have a free assessment and they can take that on my website and figure out exactly who they're dealing with. But let me give you some common ideas. One is, you know, what what characteristics are you seeing? What um, actual behavior are you seeing? So uh, these people do. And everybody's an individual. So one size does not fit all. And that's probably the biggest piece. So the very first thing you want to say is, huh, what words are they using? How are they behaving and why? Why are they trying to do this? What's their good reason? And their good reason is they're trying to fill a need. They're trying to get a need met. So let's go through the first one. The whiners. 
oh, life is so hard. And oh, I wish I didn't have to work. Everybody's met a whiner. They are the martyrs of the office. They're kind of the crybabies. At times, are they the withdrawers? And what do you usually do when you feel that, see that person? What, what's our common response if you're a problem solver? What do we try to do? We try to solve their problem, right? Right. We, oh, gosh, that's terrible. Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Sometimes they have a pity party. And what do we do? We feed them. We give them, you know, candy for their pity party. We, we give them, here's some refreshments. Come into my office. Let me feed you. And yes. the problem with that is you become their solution, their problem solver for everything. So when you have a whiner, what you need to be doing is thinking about what are they trying to do and what they're trying to to get out of you, their need they're trying to fill, is they're trying to have a relationship with you. I know that is a weird, weird way to have a relationship, you know, come in and show up and throw up their problems all over you. That said, that's what they're trying to do. So again, you don't want to become their personal coach or motivational speaker for every problem they ever have. Instead, what you need to do is teach them how to deal with you. And so if this is a a problem for you with having someone come and whine to you, the, the best thing you can do is first off, acknowledge that you heard them. So, wow, that sure sounds rough. And then you can't go, so what are you going to do about it? You can't be nasty. <laughs> no, what I want you to do is just kind of say, so what are you going to do about it? And they'll say, well, I came here. I came to you. <laughs> and you say, wow, I've given you every single solution I know of. Good thing this is not my problem. Wow, I don't know what I would do. What are you going to do? Now, a couple of things are going to happen. One is if you're really listening with big ears, you're going to hear something that maybe was your responsibility and you'll help them. But more importantly, you're teaching people that they can be self-reliant and they can solve their own problems. This is by far the the one that uh, the type that people complained about the most. They said, I can't handle the whiner who won't come up with a solution. So again, it's, wow, what what are you going to do about it? Gosh, I'm sure glad that's not my problem. That sounds rough. And you you give it back to them. And then you train people to come with a couple of solutions and you'll help them walk through it. The next one, that complicator. Everyone knows a complicator. And some of you have dealt with them and you're pulling your hair out because you're saying, come on, be a team player. Come on, you can do this because the complicator is saying it will never work. I have a history of doing this and nothing like this ever works. And they're micromanaging. And again, you look at that person, you think, wow, what am I going to do with this person? The negative Nellies and Nels and Neils and whoever they are. What do you do with those people? Well, what, again, you go back to that need. What need would someone who is complicating, going back to history, not wanting to move forward, not wanting to adopt a change, What need do you think, Leticia, that they are trying to do? I would think that they they want to be in control. They want to be heard and they want to feel that they are part of the solution. They want to work things out, but they they feel a need to be part of making it happen. 
Okay. So you're, you're right on the edge of being, absolutely. They do want to feel in control. The, the thing with complicators is the reason why they are complicating things with the, it will never work. We've tried that before, you know, and I lo- always love this one. There's not enough data to support that. Right? Or, well, I don't, I think this is more complex than you think it is because you're an idiot, right? Yes. <laughs> you can't, you can't get upset by that. What they're trying to do is control it by keeping things the same. So that's why they have those systems that they want to keep coming back to. Their way of controlling is not to move the needle, not to change things, not to rock the boat. So the best thing to do with them is really look at how you're presenting information. You're going to have to slow your jets down. Think of it as going up a big, steep hill. You're going to want to shift into low gear, over-communicate, but you've got to respect their effort. You have to say, you know, I know you put in this system. I know you've been part of it. We really want you to participate. We really, you know, respect your effort. And now it's time to upgrade. People who are really good with systems and maintaining things and keeping things in control understand upgrades, as long as you're just not tossing out their work. That's a great now you bro- Yes. Now, have you ever run into someone that's larger than life? Yes. And they'll, they'll, oh, this is terrible. They're the drama queens and the drama kings of the whole, mm-hmm. of, you know, the whole office or the training. Well, I just, I just had to do all the work. I just had to do this. Well, yeah, you didn't get here until 10. So you have to do the work <laughs> that all of us have been doing since eight, right? So what do you do with a drama king or drama queen? Well, the very first thing, what do you think that they are trying to what do you think that they're trying to accomplish? I don't want to say attention, but they want to be seen or heard. That's exactly it. They want okay. to be, yeah, they, they want to say, you know, pay attention to me. Watch me. And so when you talk to them, you can't ignore them. And that's what you see a lot of people just turn their backs to them. They'll say, oh yeah, here she just talks and talks. No, because then what do they do? They turn the volume up. They get louder and louder. So instead, you have to acknowledge them. The funniest thing I've seen is people jump up out of their chair and they say, wow, here you are, Paula or Paul, prima donna. What, how can I help you? <laughs> and <laughs> And they'll say, well, I was in here and I, you know, and maybe they'll talk about a different department or a different person. So what is your strategy there? Well, we're so virtual now, many of us, that we're not in the same office. We can't just take a walk by the boss's office, right? But what we can do is say, oh my gosh, well, if you have enough time to talk, I have all this work on my desk, all this work in my inbox. Would you like to do these tasks? You can hand it to them. You can hand it off. Don't hand off anything important. Hand off that junk work you've been saving for them. But say, you know, wow, don't get lost in their drama. Don't get lost in their drama because they will take you off on that crazy trail. And you don't want to go on the crazy trail. You want to keep going straight. Nice. So our next one, you ready for this one? You've already kind of mentioned this person, he, she, they, controllers. The controllers, they will, you'll hear a controller say, what's your point? Get to the bottom line. You know, don't give me excuses. 
I have no time for this. Have you ever had somebody do that? And they hover over you or they yell or they, they're very short. And I love it. It's just a Nike swoop. Just make it happen. Let's just do it. So when controllers get stressed, and, and again, all of us can be these people. When you get really stressed and you have that driving personality, if you can think of a yield sign, they're saying yield to me, get out of my way, or I'm going to roll you over. I'm going to bulldoze you. So why are they doing that? What do you think their need is to do that? I would think initially that they are on a time crunch, that they they have other priorities, that they have a lot going on. And so um, they need to be able to just move forward. Yeah. So what do you think is the worst thing you can do? Take your time. <laughs> Can't take your time or cower, you know, kind of curl up in a little ball. And you've seen people scream and they kind of huddle or they they hunch up or they turn their backs or they accidentally go on mute or they accidentally hang up the call. Right. So that's not going to work. Just like a bully on the playground, you're going to have to stand up to the bully. And the way you stand up is not, I'm ready to fight. It's, I'm hearing you, controller. I'm hearing you, boss or peer or whoever it is. You ask them questions. You ask them questions and you just deliver a few answers. They can't handle many, many, many things. Like a complicator could handle lots of different ideas. No. Controllers, you say, yes, I do not have that file. I know where it is. Would you like to have me give it to you now and stop the other work that you're doing that I've been doing for you? Or do you want me to give it to you at the end of the day? Or you can say, hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. Give me a few more bullet points and I will see if I can help you get that problem solved. On both occasions, you're asking a question or you're giving them a a short sentence. And they are now in control. Do you see how now they're allowed to decide what happens next? Yes. Yeah, it's key for them. And the reason why they're doing it is exactly what you said. They're short time, but they have such a need to get things done that you're either an obstacle or you're a helper. So if I don't have what they're looking for, I'll say, I don't have it. Not assigned to me. Believe it was signed to Chris. I can send that email. Or did you want to? And now they've got two questions. So again, what's the need? And you'll hear it in their tone. You'll hear the questions that they ask. And if you have some time, again, you can go and figure them out just by by their words. Now I'm going to bring up the last one. This one, we've all dealt with them. And if you haven't dealt with one, you're going to one day. They're the toxics. And these are the people that make you feel crazy. Have you ever worked with someone like that or had somebody in a family relationship, something like that, that made you feel crazy? Yes and yes. (laughs) Yes and yes. Okay. So they will say things that, let's say I ask a question and I say, um, I have a question and they go, what do you mean you don't understand that? What? <laughs> right? I said I didn't understand. Well, what do you mean? Or um, you say, you know, I'm going to need some help. Well, I wish I could have helped you, but, well, you could help me, but you're deciding not to. Now, this is the one that really surprises surprises you. 
you can say, hey, I heard that you said this about me. And they'll say, nope, I've got no idea what you're talking about. So lie to your face. Or they'll give you kind of a put down, which is, you know, unfortunately, not everyone can handle this kind of a task. You're asking for help. So that must mean you can't. Or that last one, that last one, you'll ask them, did you really say that about me in a meeting? Did you really just say that to me? It sounds like you're discriminating or it sounds like you didn't let me talk or it sounds like you threw me under the bus and they'll just kind of cross their arms, smile at you and say, prove it. So these are the toxics. These are the sociopaths. These are the people to avoid like the plague. And that is the strategy. It, if you are their boss, you get rid of them as easily as you can. Because why? If you don't, they're going to look for a way to sue. They're going to look for a way to make your life miserable. They're going to run off your good people. And we don't have yeah. time for people to run off, right? But protect yourself. You might need to go to a coach. You might need to go to someone in HR. You might need to go to someone in ATD, you know, someone that knows what they're doing and ask them, is this them or is this me? And if, you know, the counselor, whoever says, it's you, I'll see you next week. You go, okay, great. Or more likely, if they say, no, it's them, you say, what strategies can I use with this particular toxic I have? And so you seek that help and then you watch and see what works with other people. They will have someone that works well with them and you'll watch what they do. And the last one is steer clear. Get away from that person because all they're doing, a lot of them will put their arms, they're so manipulative. They'll put their arms around your shoulders and say, oh, let me tell you a little sad story about me so that you'll open up. All they're doing with that arm around the shoulder is just getting their arm a little bit closer to stab you in the back. You cannot trust these people. Do not trust these people. The rest, thank goodness, the other 19 out of 20, we can deal with. We can deal with. We can deal with our whiners. We can deal with our complicators. We can deal with our prima donnas and prima dons. And we can deal with those controllers. So you also mentioned something that we should all consider. Obviously, none of us are perfect. How can we manage if we happen to be the source of the work drama ourselves? Any recommendations for introspections that you could share? That is a great question that I didn't even know would come up. When I did this research, I said, you know, what what did I not ask you, basically? And the big overwhelming surprise to me was, hey, um, what happens if you're this person? So the thing is, we all can act in the negative state. We all can try to get our needs met. We all have things in our programming that we do. So what you're doing is you're watching for those things. So if I start yelling at people, come on, hurry up, hurry up, you know, and I'm, I'm not pleasant, I need to remember, oh, wait, what am I doing? I'm controlling. I'm trying to be bossy. What, what am I trying to meet? I don't feel like things are getting done. They're not working smoothly. Or if I withdraw and I say, I just don't think I can handle this anymore. It's like, wait a second, what am I doing? I, I, I don't like to withdraw. I like relationships. What am I doing right now? Ooh, you know, I've really been here feeling sorry for myself, by myself. Who could I call? Who knows me that I could talk to that would maybe walk me off the ledge a little bit, you know, walk me inside the ledge. Don't let me go off, right? <laughs> but what is it that I'm trying to get? And how can I calm down and, and get my need met in a different, better way? 
Wow, this is very helpful. You know, in your book, Stop Complainers and Energy Drainers, included um, you included some research that pointed to the expense of unnecessary work conflict. And one of the things that stood out to me was out of the more than 1,000 respondents, 78% said that they spent a minimum of one to two months during their work year dealing with a negative person or energy draining situation, and that most respondents would turn out raises and promotions if it meant working with a constant complainer. And 11% have left a job due to work drama. What can you share with us and with our talent development community about the significance of these types of statistics? I was looking for some bite for you all so that you could address this because many times um, we're given, you know, teach them the software or help them grow in this particular process. And in fact, we need to help people grow in interpersonal skills and being able to negotiate and stand up for ourselves. And and the reason why is it's draining us and it's keeping us from being the best. And it's, as you said, 11% would walk away. And those, those are the strongest people. There's, those are the people with options. They're not the people that, you know, have to stay with that job. They, um, that 78%, you know, we ask them a pretty, low level it was you know what how much hour how many hours are you spending a week with somebody so that was a 3 to 6 hours a week and that's what it rolls into in time so you're very good on on picking up on that that month to 2 months is 3 to 6 hours a week and some people can you believe this are spending 20 hours plus a week with people who are just energy draining that's ridiculous and that that, you know, we don't want people to not be work, working at their full potential. And what's the very first thing people say when you get rid of someone who is a constant complainer, whether they decide, you know, to recover and become somebody who's a contributor or whether they decide to leave, the very first thing that people say when someone leaves is, wow, I'm glad that person is gone. Yes. Yeah, they go to happy hour and celebrate. They go to happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> if they can finally be happy. <laughs> That's great. You need some time to recover, but yeah. <laughs> That's right. All right, Linda, at the end of every episode, we like to ask our guest five rapid fire style questions. Oh, yes. <laughs> How scary. <laughs> no, no, no. That's scary. All right. Each question requires less than 60 seconds to respond. So see, not that scary. Okay, we can do this. <laughs> okay, ready? Ready? Yay. Okay, here we go. Give us one book that all talent development professionals must read and why. The 60-second job search, why? Written by a talent professional who has worked internally, but before that did job searching. Uh, it's Ginger Shalomer. It's a th- quick, quick read. And so many people are looking for jobs now. So many of our peers, we need practical tips to give them that work and these work. Oh, I love it. Well, and, and it's just, it's funny, you know, 60 second response to rapid fire and the title is 60 second. That's just perfect. How about that? How about that? <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Here we go. Yeah, here we Number go. Two. Question two. <laughs> Give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using. I'm using a CRM called SpeakerFlow. 
and in it has a Zoho survey. And so all of these extensive surveys we've now been able to use within our customer relations management software, and it can give people exactly what they want whether they use my text back service or whether they scan a QR code, they can tell us exactly what they want and receive it. Ooh, nice. I might have to check that out. (laughs) Okay. So what is the best piece of either talent development related advice or just professional advice you've ever been given? Sure. Two people have asked me, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Not about my profession, but some task I was doing, some volunteer piece. And one person said, you know, Linda, if it can be delegated, it must be delegated. Meaning I am better served at doing the things that I'm strong at. And people who enjoy doing those other tasks, I don't have to guilt myself. I can either hire them or partner with them or grow with them. Oh, I like that. Nice. Okay. Next one. What is the one thing you're excited about that's coming up in 20, let's say 2021, 2022? The ATD conference in Salt Lake City will have already occurred by this. But what I'm looking forward to is implementing some of the tools I've learned and reconnecting with some of the people. That's just so exciting. I can't believe I get to speak at it this year on this topic. I'm just thrilled. Oh, nice. Well, this might actually lead into the next one. So what is the one thing within our industry that you are deeply grateful for right now? I love these smart friends who are encouraging. Yeah. You know, it's, we care about people. We are a community and brilliant people are encouraging each other. And I wanted to give a gift to you all if you, if you'd like to have it, um, A lot of these resources are on my website. You can find them by typing in Stop Complainers. But I know there's a lot. So I have a free text back that will send you those tools and, you know, give you a little hope once a month if you'd like to. About once a month, I send out an e-tip. If you are on your text and you're in the U.S. or your phone service allows it, you can text instead of to Linda or to Chris, you type in, 42828. So 42828. And then the body of the message, put ASK. Hit send. It'll ask you for your email. And then just give it that. And it'll send you some hot links to different pages. Now, if you're outside the US, you can always go to www.negotiate.today. So there's no com. It's negotiate.today. It'll be the same form. You can send in your email. That's all we gather. And when it gets to be something that you don't need, unsubscribe. I don't look at it. This is purely for my clients. Oh, nice. Thank you. Linda, we're so happy you joined us today to share your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much for having me. I love ATD and I just (laughs) love that you did this. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. And thank you to my co-host as well. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been enlightening in a lot of ways. In so many ways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you all go stop those complainers. We don't need those complainers and energy drainers. Just stop them. (laughs) We're we're doing it. (laughs) And, And you know, we get them in every different program we offer. Stop it.
<laughs> Absolutely. We, we owe it. Yeah, we owe it to the good people that are depending on us to help them. Definitely. And many thanks to our community for listening. Before you go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Helena? Membership in the Metro DCATD provides you with multiple benefits to enhance your career. Not a member yet? What are you waiting for? Go to dcatd.org forward slash membership application to join our chapter today. Would you like to be even more involved in our wonderful community? Go to dcatd.org and click on volunteer to get started. Mm-hmm.